welcome to the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and today I have a super special guest. I have wanted him on the show for quite a while. He is so animated, such a good storyteller, and I just am so excited to have you on. But today we have Rhino. Hi, Rhino. Hello. Hi, Morgan. Thank you for having me. Would you like to tell everybody how we know each other? Yeah. So, um, Morgan, you and I, I believe, uh, met one time while I was out at uh, Disneyland Resort. Um, I like honestly can't even remember. I just feel like one day we were at a lunch because um, I work for um, the Diz, um, who you know they do podcasts. They have a website. Um, they have message boards. It's all run by like a travel agency. It's a whole like multifaceted thing. But I travel back and forth between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, resort that's in Anaheim, California. And I was out there on one trip. And I remember, I just kind of remember meeting you like, were we, we were at um, one of the restaurants that is in um, New Orleans Square. In, uh, New Orleans Square. Yeah. The one that was, we were out on a patio, I remember, right? Yes. Yes. And you guys were doing a food review. Yes. And, I yeah. remember. and you came for lunch. <laughs> Yeah, I got invited by Pete to go with you guys and I was geeking out because I was such a fan of the show and you I remember you very specifically saying, who's this girl? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that checks out. That's it. That feels like me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, am I not supposed to be? (laughs) But it was so funny. It was such a huge thing to say. And, um, yeah, we worked together for a bit and COVID hit. And then I moved back to North Carolina, but still kept in touch. And we did Halloween Horror Nights for a a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. But a lot of shenanigans. And it was great every time you guys came out to Disneyland. And Oh, I will never not hear um uh i'm off the deep end watches i die um the because i remember we went um i don't remember if it was that trip or another trip where we came back later that same year or something but you mm-hmm. um brought me to in and out and i think um the lady gaga song from a star yes. is born had was on the radio and so like you me like craig we were just like i remember just like screaming it out whenever we would <laughs> Like, just like you out were- of sheer exhaustion singing it. Yeah. I, yeah, because I did like the time difference. So like, I was perfectly fine. But you guys were like getting to like the so tired, crazy, loony bit. And um, yeah, it, <laughs> you were singing it so loud. You were fully, com- yeah. exactly, yeah. fully committed. I think that honestly might have been the Halloween trip when you guys came for the first Oogie Boogie Bash. And yes, we did I remember that. Yeah, the DuckTales, that was cute. Yes, and I was, oh my gosh, what was her name? Webby. Webby, yes, that was so fun. And we got Tom to do um, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. You guys, you and Kylie and Craig did Huey Do. That was so clever. I loved that. I Honestly, I loved that trip, and I had such a good time at that that Oogie Boogie Bash. Like, I loved it, yeah. It was so cool to be like, that was the first one, and it was amazing. Yeah. We were all like kind of scattered, like, you know, doing our job and running around, getting different videos and things and stuff. But I actually, being a representative of the Diz, um, doing their preview a couple months earlier, they actually gave me a free ticket to come back and one from a guest as well. And you guys had already left by then, so there was no need for you guys to go. So I invited my mom 
Nice. And we did Mel and Maleficent from Descendants. And it was so oh, fun cool. to have my yeah. mom dress up too. Um, I actually did a whole episode on that. So I'll link that below. But it was so cool because I was like, Mom, I'm going as Maleficent. Like I was addicted <laughs> to Descendants that year. And I'm like, or I was going as Mel. I'm like, do you want to go as my mom and be Maleficent? And she fully think, committed, got the horns yeah, and everything. They even had a Descendants dance party that year, I think, too. Like yes. in the in the Hollywoodland area, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was right? so cool. It was yeah. so cool. <laughs> oh my god, I loved that. It was so much fun. And like, I haven't been back to Oogie Boogie Batch since. Have you? Yeah, I actually did it. Um, I did the they had one during the weekend of D23, which D23 is the official Disney convention they do um, usually every other year. Um, so the first one since post COVID was um, in the fall of 20. It was September of 2022. So they made sure that they started the Oogie Boogie Bash that started that same week that was D23. So I went to the D23 exclusive one. No, I think the only thing that made it special was it was more money. But um, <laughs> but I did I did go to that one. I, I was kind of on my own at that one. Um, but it's hard because like when you're running around trying to capture all the content, it's like, I don't know. You have this like kind of disjointed experience where it's like you're you are experiencing in terms of being like, I can see it. I can see people reacting to it and stuff. But I don't feel like you necessarily get your full moment to be able to like really be there and be present and be engaged with it so it felt like to me it was like it was over in, in like a flash it was it, it was just like it started and it was done and i was just like oh way too short way too short but oh, um but i i loved seeing all the characters and you know getting the candy and i just that time of year does if you've never been to disneyland at halloween time especially i think it's a, i think it's a must see i love it so much oh. Me too. Me too. Like if we're here in Orlando, we're all Halloween Horror Nights personally. Like, Oh yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah. But if we're in California, it's all Disneyland. Like mm -hmm. I haven't been to Hollywood, the Hollywood version of Hollywood Horror Nights or yeah. That's Halloween. Yeah. It's hard. It's Halloween a little tongue twister. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Halloween Horror Nights, the universal Hollywood, Hollywood Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that should be like a tongue twister for um, yeah. singers or something. Yeah. But I haven't done that version yet, but I heard, I've always heard that Orlando's superior. So you could attest to that. Yeah. I, I went the first, the first, like when I first like got really into Halloween Horror Nights, it was like 2015. And um, that was the first time I'd ever been to Disneyland actually too, in March of that year. And so I was like, well, um, I was still technically a cast member, um, so I wanted to use my cast member ID because um, if you were a cast member, um, you you yourself are able to get into all the Disney parks. And so I was like, I'm going to go to Disneyland. I want to see it at Halloween. I want to do Haunted Mansion Holiday and I want to go to Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood. So I did that. I, I did Halloween at Disneyland and then I did some stuff in L.A. And that's like really that year. It was incredible at Universal Hollywood. I went in 2015, 16, 17, and then I think I went, I thought I went 18? one more time after that. I think I, I didn't do 19 then if we, if we were doing that trip. Um, mm. So I don't know if I did like 15, 16 and 18, if I had skipped a year in there, oh. but I definitely did 15 and 16. I know that for sure. Yeah. Um, and those two years were great, but then it's like something happened. And I think there was like a leadership change at Hollywood. And so like, oh. they're not. They're not as not to say that their event is not as good. I just think their houses are 
completely different. It's a different like creative team, even if they're the same property. And so ours, I feel like just tell this like beautiful story beginning to end with like these amazing sets the entire way through and out there. Sometimes it becomes a little bit of like dark hallways with uh, like slamming the, the, the boo slams or whatever you call those. Those get me so good because they're so extremely loud. Ooh, I yeah. love those. But yeah, if the house is literally strictly full of just those, then it kind of loses its horror yeah. aspect if you can kind of be like, it's going to be here. Bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like we could fill this space up a little more like they mm -hmm. do in Orlando. Um, I'm I'm now addicted to Halloween Horror Nights. My first year was um, Halloween no, Halloween Horror Nights 30, and now I've done 31, and now I'm just going to keep going every single year. Yeah. I'm addicted. I am like a testament to I was a complete scaredy cat beforehand, and now I'm like, I'm addicted. I need to go. I love it. Oh, my gosh. So, so My good. friend Nicole was that same way. She like I remember her coming in like 2015 or 16. I think it was like 16, and I remember her being like, I really want to do it, and she went through one house and basically had like a panic attack and then couldn't do it. And then um, she but now she like does RIP tours, which are these like which are their version. You know, get it. VIP RIP where like somebody walks you through like all this. She does all these things for it. She comes multiple times a year for it. So I like I think every people can be converted. You can get into it. So I'm, my goal someday is I kind of really want my mom to do it, but I'm worried I'm. I don't know. I've never really, I don't think really have done a haunted house with her, but I think it would be like a lot of fun. So I'm, I keep, I'm always trying. So I'm hoping this year yes. will be the year. Oh my gosh. Maybe we can get my mom too, because my mom is always down to like do whatever I want to do at the theme parks, whether it be roller coasters, characters, like she's always up there. Um, I Have you got your mom to do VelociCoaster yet? No, my, I don't think she will either. My mom had a, um, she likes a snowmobile and she had a little bit of an accident a couple of years ago. Oh. The snowmobile fell off a bridge uh, <laughs> with her and my stepdad. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and um, they're OK. But I good, think good. like it kind of her equilibrium was already kind of like we mm -hmm. I suffer from like severe motion sickness and, and she also as well. Um, and she's worse off in some of that stuff for, than me because she has allergies to a lot of medicine. So she can't take a lot of the stuff that normally would help subside some of the like nauseating effects and things. And so the last time that she like really came for a visit before COVID, we did um, we did uh, Everest in Disney's Animal Kingdom. And mm -hmm. if you're not familiar, like the ride kind of goes up and then kind of swings back down um and it i it like ruined her she had to go in the first aid for like two hours she slept in a room like it was just oh. like it was too much for her so i don't think she could ever do velocicoaster but i i feel like maybe hagrid's magical motorbikes because that's a little more of like a family-friendly roller coaster in the wizarding mm -hmm. world of harry potter at islands of adventure and <laughs> Um, but yeah, I my mom loves Hagrid. She's a big, big fan. I think she does like Gringotts a little better, which I'm like, yeah. I'm more of a Hagrid person know. all the way. Yeah, me too. But I, she did VelociCoaster and it took us all day to convince her to do it, me and my younger brother. And when she did it, she goes, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it at night so I didn't see the track. I don't ever need to do it again. Like that was her exact response. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. I appreciate you trying, mom. That's why my I friends like mom. that too. He's like, I don't, he's like, I think it was like, I was so excited to do it. I'm so happy. I did it. I'm psyched. He's like, I did it a couple of times, but he's like, 
I think I'm all right though. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to tempt destiny. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. you're like, we'll just end it on a good note. Yeah. Yeah. Day. <laughs> um, but okay. Sorry. We get so sidetracked. Um, so some questions I like to ask everybody. Sure. The first question I ask everybody is why do you love theme parks? And I know that it was mostly for or like you, you're there often because of your job, but why do mm-hmm. you in your heart, if you didn't have the job, would you still be going almost as often kind of? I think I would still be going to theme parks. Um, I don't know if I'd be going as often because there are days like where it's like, okay, it's my job to go and do it. And there, there is, I think there is an element of that that does taint it a little bit for me that I, I'm in a different sort of mindset when I'm there um, in terms of like trying to film stuff, get a shot. And I am very much on the, cause I know there's kind of a um, social media uproar against like vloggers and things like that. And people, and I'm, I'm a hundred percent there with people about being like, if you're throwing your camera up in some in front of somebody else's face, that's not okay. That's not mm-hmm. that stuff isn't okay. I my perspective is I, I it it stays in front of my face. It stays with me, and I'm gonna do it the same way anybody else would do it with like their phone. I'm not throwing it up above my head, over me, anything like that. I Using try the to selfie be sticks before they oh were banned. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the people who like take a tripod and hold a tripod up or something like. I, I'm not one of those people. I 100% believe in preserving the experience for everybody. And also in terms of like showing the experience, I want it to be as authentic as your experience was. So, the, you know, there's I struggle with that sometimes. It's it's a little difficult, you know, like between crowds and then also like people, people in general, I feel like sometimes can be a little rude like on their when they're on vacation and on their brain especially when they're not in somewhere they're very familiar with and you know unintentionally or whatever but you know they're they're not aware of space so stuff like that can get it's difficult when you know places like the back of your hand and other people don't Mm -hmm. and it's and it's hard to really put yourself in that mindset and be like okay this place is literally designed for people who don't know where they are what they're doing and so like you know you gotta chill you gotta chill out so i always try to keep that that on my mind but i used to come here a lot um my great-grandmother used to live in um in like south florida and um and marco island in the last few years of her life and so i was fortunate enough to be able to come down like once a year when i was younger um and we usually did at least like one disney day in there and it would rotate we'd do like one disney one universal or disney and when i say disney i mean magic kingdom so it'd be magic kingdom oh. and epcot or it would be magic kingdom and um universal studios and so um, we did that for a while. And then, um, w- you know, and then once I was like a teenager, didn't ha- it didn't happen quite as much. And um, I did it like one last time when I was in my 20s. And then my Nana um, passed away. And, um, you know, and so we didn't come down as much. But then I was like, that was the year where I was like, well, I'm going to go down there now. Somebody's got to be down there so people yeah. can visit down there. So I've always kind of like <laughs> had this history of like going to the parks and um, I went to school for film, and so I do think there is this kind of really interesting aspect, you know, and they're represented very differently between university, Universal Studios Florida and, like, Walt Disney World and Disneyland and Universal Hollywood and, and the you know, versus, like, regional theme parks where it's, it's a really – the storytelling – and how it's delivered is all very like fascinating and intriguing. And so I think there's, I think to myself when I no longer live in Orlando, Florida, um, will I go back to a theme park? And I think, yeah, I think I would still, for me personally, I think it would be Disneyland um, uh, because that's just my like super happy place. But also I feel like because I'm not 
because I haven't been there day in and day out, there's still a little bit of like mystery and intrigue and, and sort mm -hmm. of stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I love the story, especially this day and age when we had, um, the wizarding world of Harry Potter, and then we had, um, Diagon Alley open up and then, um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And now, um, you know, Epic Universe is the new theme park that's being built by Universal Studios, but also in Universal Hollywood, they just had their Super Mario or Super Nintendo yes. World open. And I the stuff like that where it's like just this so immersive visually on like another level. But when it comes to like the food and the attraction, it's like, how can people how can you not? It's the, this is the way we're able to like step in and be inside of like our favorite movies and stories and shows and things like that. And anything that lets us do that. That's why I love Halloween Horror Nights. I think that's just like incredible. There's no way I could give up Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, for sure. Like you said, the, the immersion and everything yeah. like Halloween Horror Nights. Like, yes, it is horror. Yes, it's supposed to scare you. But you feel like you're walking into not even a movie set because it's that immersive. Yeah. Like You're you like in it. You know, you're in it fully surrounded 360 like it, it's absolutely wild. And I totally agree with you, too. And you you touched on a lot of good points about like, you know, being respectful of other people, but also trying to share it with others as well. And I think yeah. that's a, a really tough balance, but you do it very, very well. Um, Thank you. I think when um, have you gone to Tokyo Disney? No, that was my okay. 2020. That was Craig and I. We actually just talked about it today, too. We were like we were. The goal when in like 2019 it came around, we were like in the fall of 2020, we're going to go to Tokyo. And then, you know, in March of 2020, that became very apparent that that wasn't going to be happening. So <laughs> fair, fair. Um, the reason I ask is because over there, they are so incredibly respectful. If you're wearing Mickey ears during a show, they they actually come around to you and ask you to like, you oh, know, where? remove them during a show. Yep. If you're holding a camera, it is not above your head, kind of like you mentioned. Um, they just do a lot of things. Things are just very courteous and very respectful. I'm like, why don't we do this in America? Like, we need to bring some of this over. So, and not to prepared. not to say like everybody's like that. I, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's why I kind of like Disneyland a little bit. It's just the vibe there is mm -hmm. a little. And I don't, I don't want to speak in absolutes because I don't want someone to go there and then be like, oh, I had the rudest cast members and the rudest <laughs> experience with people. Yeah. But I think there's just this like different approachability to the parks there, where like here mm -hmm. it's a lot more of like a vacation with the whole family you know and then over there it's like okay it's a couple hours after work or it's our mm -hmm. weekend plans like i feel like how annual pass holders are here like the park is sort of like run that sort of way like even if it's people just coming for a couple of days it just seems a little bit more where it's like well this is our park so we want to like take care of our park and we want right. to you know keep it courteous and respectful you know to a, to a degree the most you can do when there's masses of people i mean anybody everybody right. and anybody who's ever gone to like a firework show in their hometown or anything like that knows how it can get so um you know so it's just like it, it, i also feel like the vibe there skews just a little bit older um not to even be true but also okay not to get off topic but i just saw a thing yesterday that says that disneyland park um I don't know if it's the park or Disneyland Resort specifically has the most attraction of any Disney theme park in the world. I think it's Disneyland Park. Yeah, Be because, because of the opening like of Mickey and Minnie's too. Runaway Railway. They said yeah. now it's like officially it already had more, but that put it like way beyond the other ones. And I was like, that's that's what I tell people where it's like 
it's so much it's the best of the best all in a concentrated space so you don't have yeah. to walk there's no wasted space right. there's none of that you know what i mean it just feels a little bit easier oh totally but, and yeah. i feel like at disney world it is that once in a lifetime vacation mm -hmm. it is a lot of stress there's a lot of people there's a lot of emotions there's the heat that people and humidity mm -hmm. that are not used to hence why all the fights happen and yep. people get stressed out and you know, I was talking with somebody, uh, another guest that I had on that people um, kind of shame Disney adults, but the people that are causing the issues that are doing the things are not the people that go all the time. This is kind of getting on a negative tangent, but I feel like you're saying like Disneyland is like a home, like a, a little hometown, little small town cozy, yeah. whereas Disney World is like hustle bustle in New York City. And I think that there's just something extra special at I, Disneyland that yeah, you can never always, get at Disney World. I compare it as like Disneyland and Disney World. The, Disney World's great too. Don't get me wrong. Hotels, complete. You know, you can really disappear into your vacation at Walt Disney World in a way you can't at Disneyland for for sure. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to give it negative. But I always say like Disney Disneyland or Disney World is like this kind of industrial setting, you know, that does this. It's got it down to how it runs in this like kind of big machine that's working and like disneyland is like the craft experience like it's the artisan oh. craft beer it's craft beer versus oh. like off the line beer or something you know like so Ooh, they're both good the and they both work for people that... exactly oh. yeah yeah so that's, you know. i like that analogy a lot i like it it's more like the hipsters are at disneyland yes yes exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> And the the dads that are drinking all the time are at Disney World. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's too funny. I really like that analogy. Okay. Um. So my next question is, and take your time with this. Okay. Not necessarily your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're the most similar to? This is a tough. I I have had. Um. I've been asked this before, and it really is something where I have to think. Where it, it's hard because it's not like. I don't think that I've had a movie and been like, that's me. You know what I mean? Like been mm -hmm. like, I'm seen, you know, but I yeah. honestly, I think um, Nick Wilde in, in Zootopia, I feel like Ooh. I identify with a little bit, like he's a little bit, he can be a little sarcastic. Like I'm a, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a softer version of that because I feel like I can be deadpan with some comments mm -hmm. a little sarcastic but it's all because it's like you know it's all on the core it's like a good person you know yeah. and you're just all dealing with trauma in different ways and sort of a thing and mm -hmm. so i feel like i think that's why i like zootopia so much is because i was like i like this character like uh, this character feels oh. very real and so i feel like mm -hmm. i see myself i see myself in him a little bit if i were to pick one to be like oh i'm like that one but i don't know i like the genie a lot too i feel like i because I, it, 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 he I mean he embodies like Robin Williams in a way and I feel like yes. there's just something like about the genie like when you hear the genie when you see the genie and it just kind of makes your face do this like you know you like smile and laugh and I just think yeah. like I love that laughter that the genie can bring and so I feel like there'll be a mode I I can get in in a in a room with people like if you can make a room with people laugh it's the most rewarding feeling in the world and oh, so yeah. whenever I feel fortunate enough to have been able to like do that i feel like okay i'm a genie right now you know like i feel like it was like that's magic yes. you know and like 
So it's like, it's a little bit, a little bit of, I know that's a, like, it feels a little bipolar to suggest the two of those, but no, it's I, you two know. different sides to you. I yeah. very much like that. And knowing you for the handful of years I've known you and I, I totally see, and I totally agree. And you're very like smooth and like put together like Nick Wilde is, you know, like mm-hmm. he's very composed and stuff. I, I really, but then also too, like when you mentioned the genie, I just remember, um, what is it called? Um, the the bar that serves the flights outside of Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. Baseline Tapas? Yes. Yeah. We were there. No, no, no. Wait. Backtrack. So it wasn't there, but we were at the Diz's um, like, is annual like charity event or whatever, and they rented out Pandora. And that was my first time ever going to Pandora. Oh, yeah. I remember to, that. To get to go on Flight of Passage with no line nobody yeah. else in it. it was just like the the handful of us that were there before we let all of the other people in was the coolest thing ever i gotta say like that's a little magical moment within itself and i remember you guys making fun of the guy in the video and i didn't understand why oh, but the, now um um the um and um fly, fly. Yeah, I hate I hate it. Sorry. He's yeah. so, he's literally the worst. There are people but, who would be like, "This is master class," and I'm like, ah, like I can't. But, I'm sorry. I mean, I I could have done that just yeah. as exactly, yeah. and it would have been genuine too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember, you know, when they let the other people that were fans of the Diz that paid for the party tickets and stuff. You had almost a meet and greet line yeah. of people talking to you, waiting to talk to you. And yeah. you're, people really enjoy your personality on the Diz and stuff. And um, as we're recording this, you know, you're helping out hosting and you do such a good job. So you definitely got the genie vibes on lock for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm very like um, when people want to say hi or stop, I encourage people to do it. Like, I don't ever want people to be like, you look busy, you look mad, you look sad, you look whatever. I want you to come up because you it's selfish in a way, not for an ego, but for like, you give me a little boost. You give me a little like morale boost. And, it, it, and it's like you, when you can ping pong that sort of energy and magic back and forth off each other, I think it just like you, cause then it like it creates a good experience for them, hopefully. And then like, <laughs> so I will always make time for anybody that it, it, if you see me out and about and you want to stop, you want to mm-hmm. say hi and chat, I'll stop for a couple minutes and chat with somebody. Like I, I would oh. not, be i would not have the job i have i would not be as fortunate as i i do feel very fortunate in terms of there are strangers out there in the world somebody like me who was just the most um shy kid and awkward person who could like never talk to a stranger just knowing that there are random strangers out in the universe who might think that like i'm all right it does it does help you know what i mean it makes you feel better and so like i always am like yeah please please stop me and say hi Oh, I um, am not nearly as famous as you, oh, but God, the for the <laughs> you are you are you're very personable, and you've been in the Disney theme park community for so long. So you are you are famous, okay? Um, but no, you don't have an ego, and you're always very kind. Um, <laughs> especially when you first met me, and who's this girl? <laughs> yeah, who's this girl? Yeah, <laughs> who's this girl? I'm like, I'm right here. I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've gotten that like you know, pushback too, where people are like, oh, hey, I know you from the Diz from the time I was on it. Or like, even at that Pandora event we were just talking about, I was on the Disneyland show. Mm-hmm. And so I was shocked when people, I'm like, oh my God, you know me? You actually watched the Disneyland show? <gasps> Thank you. Like, I was yeah, right. 
so excited. And like, I feel like sometimes I'm more excited to meet them than the other way around. And I'm like, oh my gosh, let's be Instagram friends. Like, show me this. Like, yes. And I love hearing about people's trip and stuff. And it, it, it I get the same thing of like feeding back and stuff. And it's always when I'm mm-hmm. with somebody that doesn't go to the parks that someone recognizes me and I'm like, look like I'm hot shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm really not. This never happens, I, yeah. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So my next question is, um, what is your dream ride to get stuck on? Mm, dream ride to get stuck on. I, I, I know the wait is like forever. So it's like not one you want to stop working when you're on it, but I kind of like, if I ever got evac'd off of Rise of the Rise of the Resistance in uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, I think it would be so cool to be able to like step out of the vehicle and like walk in that area. Yes. Okay. Any specific part of the attraction? I I feel like it's gotta be like um, either like right when you launch out of the attraction and you're like swirling around and you're kind of in the the bowels of the ship, sort of a thing mm-hmm. where it's just the other. Th- I would say there or. Um, Maybe uh, like um, when you're in the room with all the AT ATATs, like all the tall, oh. you know, and the thing. Like I don't, I might be like too scared to get out there. I you like get scared because I'm. Oh, it's like a little gnawing thing in the back of my brain where I was, I'm, I'm always like, they're alive, you know, they're gonna get you. <laughs> like, it's gonna. It's like when your imagination yeah. just really just takes over, and you're like, no, yeah. no, no. I know I'm Jurassic a fully grown Park adult. messed me up. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, have you? Sorry. Complete sidebar. Have you been on the Jurassic World at Hollywood no. since they added the new stuff? <gasps> no, I, I haven't um, yet either. I really want to. I feel like I was there. When was the last time I was at Hollywood? I don't think I've been in Hollywood since post COVID. And I think that opened post COVID, but I mm-hmm. feel like I thought I had an opportunity to do it and it didn't come up. I, I was hoping to have been out there because I was like, oh, when Super Mario World opens, I'm going to go. So I am going to go to Hollywood again this year. Um, I feel like I was there and it was really cold at night one night. And I remember being like, I'm not going on Jurassic Park. I think it was just Jurassic Park still, though, because I don't feel like I would have passed <laughs> up doing Jurassic World out there because I do really mm-hmm. want to do that. I'm scared, but I'm scared. I, You're hundred percent. I'm scared of the giant of the um the uh not, um I can't um, remember. Raptor is that Indo, what it's called? Yeah, the Indoraptor, and then the the other thing too. The giant one is the uh the the other the T Rex and the thing it's fighting. It's something oh. like Indoraptor too, and I cannot for the life of me remember it right now. Man, where's that seven year old boy that loves Jurassic World when I need him? Oh God, <laughs> yeah, what is it called? Oh my God, she says it. Okay. It's not Indo Indo because Indoraptor's from the second one. Yeah, and it's uh, Indominus um, Rex. Indominus Rex. Rex. Yeah, because I knew it sounded like that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Sidebar again. I did Jurassic World live like three weeks ago, and I was like, okay, this is pretty legit. Like, it. I got it for that seven year old boy I talked to I talked about. And I was like, just expecting like kid things and just being told like, okay, there's motorbikes, there's stunts, there's tricks, there's fireworks. Like, okay, this is this is pretty legit. This is much better than I expected. Okay, okay. Um, but you are the first person to say get stuck on Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it seems shocking. like it, it'd be like because they're all so good and theme the cast members and everything that I feel like it would yes. be like a cool one. Gosh, I completely agree. 
Okay. So you have been around so many rides and so many theme parks and stuff like that. So I really am curious to see, but if you were designing a new ride for either Disney or Universal, what kind of ride would you want to build? I think um, for me, I would love something that was in the vein of like dinosaur at Disney's Animal Kingdom or, um, a, a, you know, similarly, it, you could think of it in terms of uh, Indiana Jones um, mm-hmm. at uh, Disneyland Park. But something that is not necessarily like that, not like a Jeep based thing, but something where it's like exciting but not necessarily a coaster. Cause when I was a little kid and I still am like, I'm afraid of heights and like that machinery and that stuff. But I love the stuff that's like, if you are a part of this story, it can be like exciting and thrilling. Cause it's like, I don't necessarily think a ride needs to be slow to be exciting. Like, and that's why I, I remember the first time I went on dinosaur and I was like, Holy crap. Like this is this one. I, cause I had never been to animal kingdom as a kid until I was like in my twenties. And so, um, I, I just was like, I, I can't believe a ride like this sort of exists. Like I, I would have loved this. Like, I remember going on back to the future at universal studios, um, in Florida when I was a kid and being like, I'm so brave. I can't believe I did this. This, this was awesome. And that was kind of a motion simulator type ride where you're just in the car and it's all screen based. And so like, I'd want something more like, I like a ride where you're going from like room to room. And that mm-hmm. sort of a thing. So it would, I would definitely, it would be something in that vein. That's what I love about Rise of the Resistance is it's so accessible for so many people, but it is also such an exciting ride, not in terms of it being like fast, like or whatever, but it's just the way you're like swept up into the story. And it feels like, yes. so it has that sensation of like, like that danger, that, like, yeah, danger, excitement, <laughs> intrigue, like so many things. And I don't know. So that's cool. Like, I, I think I'd do something in that, that line. I like it. I like it. I I will say this too. I loved, loved, loved dinosaur later on in life when I did my college program, not necessarily my, um, when I was a child, I just remember just ducking the whole time. But then when I went over to Disneyland as an adult and I went on Indiana Jones, I'm like, okay, this is way cooler. I know it's the same thing, but like, this is a, this is a better version of dinosaur. It's it's crazy how like, that ride too, like the beats in that ride or like, you know, like you get through a portion where you're like in this temple and you like turn a corner and like, it's a testament to kind of like what music and effects can all like come together yes. because it had like, it has that hit of the music just starts where it's like, oh! and then there's like lightning and there's fire and it's so big in this room where you're just like, Oh my God, this is a huge room. Like, and it's just so much happening where you're just like, wow. You know that it has that fire, wow. lava, lasers, yeah. giant snakes. This I know half of these effects that I'm mentioning don't really work right. Currently, know, yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least half of them are broken. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. Oh my goodness. Okay. One, I I want to ask you so many more questions because sure. you're just so knowledgeable. But I'll just do one last one. So you've done a lot of things, and you're always there for media events and getting exclusive access and behind the scene tours and stuff just with your job. But what is something people will be surprised to know that you haven't done at either Disney or universal? Um, I mean, I feel like you'd know that I haven't done like rip ride rocket at all. Um, cause I'm too afraid. And, uh, I don't think I ever will, to be honest. Ooh. Um, I did do the Hulk. So I did okay. like force myself to try a new one. 
Um, I'm trying to think of a Disney. There's got to be a Disney attraction because I I know I'm always like very much like I want to make sure I try to do I want to try and do them all, you know, at some mm-hmm. point, you know, it's difficult because they come and they go and and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've never been inside of the cast. I've never gotten to do something. I know it's something so simple, but I and it's on my list to do this year is um, Cinderella's Royal Table. Like I want to go in the oh. castle. I was thinking Sleeping Beauty's castle. I'm like, no, really? I did. I did walk through Sleeping Beauty's castle, which also like, that was easy. Yeah, and there is a part that scared the crap out of me in there too. So it's fine. It's when which that one? thing like pops up behind the door, the little like gargoyle or whatever it is, oh, where you're yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, look real close, and the thing's like, bah! and you're like, ah! like you know. Um, um fun fact, yeah. really quick, on one of my episodes, um, you know the Maleficent's goons in the movie that like really low, like deep voice. It's like um oh yeah a cradle and he has that like low raspy voice yeah. that voice actor obviously has passed away but i interviewed his daughter oh wow that's and so cool that was it was so cool and she was talking about growing up in california and um you know getting to see meet walt disney and go to the christmas parties for the voice yeah. actors because he was the indian chief in peter pan he was also um fidget or um I forgot his name from the great mouse detective, like the little bat with the deep raspy voice. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And he was also the original voice of Popeye, but then he quoting her, he asked for too much money and they said, bye. So every time I go on Popeye's at universal, I'm like, Hey, and her name's Flora and she's so sweet. And I still like keep in touch with her. So, so cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Sorry, jump thought. I was like, oh, my God, the goons. I know him. No, <laughs> my know. it's like I, I think it's cool to have that little like legacy touchback. It's weird how we like bounce off people in that way. Like my grandparents um, r- ran a um, like a local amusement park um, that was in a town I grew up in called Edaville Railroad. And I I mean, I grew up in Carver, Massachusetts. The the, the place was called Edaville Railroad. Um, and it it's been around for like whatever because it, it eda it, eda ville e, like eda ville eda stands for lsd atwood it's just the man who owned all the cranberry bogs because it all started in a similar way to how universal studios had started in universal studios hollywood which was that you know it was a film set and they realized like locals wanted to come by and like see the films and that's how that park got started it's how that eda railroad got started as a lot of the town people loved this guy had installed trains because he owned all these cranberry bogs to like when they harvest to load into those bo- the trains to be able to bring the cranberries, you know, to the facility they need to go to. And so people wanted to come and buy and like ride the train. So it started as this sort of local amusement thing in that way. And um, my grandfather worked for a man named Nelson Blount, who was like a seafood millionaire, billionaire. I don't know. I don't know. He had like seafood stuff that he had done. Like you'd have to Google it. Um, I believe he died in some like tragic accident, uh, like a boiler exploded or maybe it was a plane crash. Somebody died in a boiler explosion. Somebody died in a plane crash in, in, in importance of relation to the history of this park. But, but anyway, the, while he was still alive and when he took over Edaville railroad and my grandfather, he took my grandfather down and my grandfather became the operating manager, essentially the, you know, the manager of the entire park. And, um, 
there is a ticket in Walt Disney's office that was in his desk when he passed away that says um, to Mr. Walt Disney from Nelson Blount, and it's a ticket to Eatable Railroad. And it is under glass in the office in the studios um, in the Walt uh, Walt Disney Studios. I've never seen it with my own eyes, but a cast member that worked there that did the tour who listened uh-huh. to the show knew I was from Carver and saw it in there and he took a picture and sent it to me. So it is wow. going to be like my life's journey to see it with my own eyes. Um, cause my, I show the picture of my grandparents and they're like, um, cause the thing was, is Nelson Blount and them like, this is, this is a, I think the tickets dated from the fifties too. So it was like right around, it's either like right before Disney opened or right after Disney opened. Cause I can't remember if it's after 55 or before 55, the, the date on the ticket. I know when Disneyland opened in July of 55, but, <laughs> but like, um, he, he said that cause that Disney was looking for trains for thing. And ultimately he went the way of like building the ones for the park, but right. that's part of it where it's a little piece of a history. It was like, it's disappeared because nobody else knows that's how it actually went. Cause everybody says it went this other, but I was like, but there was this other train enthusiast. It's all the rich people knew all the rich people sort of a thing. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> funny um, how that works, <laughs> but it's just, a, it's just one of those interesting things where I was just like, Oh, I thought my grandmother had like, not like made it up, but maybe she was just like incorrect a little bit. And mm-hmm. then when that like, guy okay, was like, grandma. there's a ticket. And I was like, Oh my God, she's right. Like there was a ticket and nobody at the studios knows anything about it. The ticket. That's the craziest wow. part. They don't know what it is. They just took everything out of the desk and like put it under glass to be like, this was all in the desk. And that's what I'm like. I, the only way I think you can get in that office to see it is if you, um, cause I did one adventures by Disney, um, in, in my time of working at the Diz and, um, it was a backstage magic for those who don't know that one takes you through like Hollywood and to the studios, the Walt Disney studios. And then you get to go to Imagineering and then you go to Disneyland park and stuff, but they didn't take us into the office because at that time the office had just, uh, or not had just been redone, but when the office was redone for when this ticket came out and got put under the glass or whatever, that's when like that tour became exclusive to like, you have to be like a D 23 member and do something else for and whatever. And I was like, I am going, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I am going to, I want to be like I, that ticket. I don't not to be like that ticket belongs to me, but there is, yeah. there is like that ticket is in my line of being like, I, that's my ticket. Like, I don't know. I you know what I mean? Like, that's mine. Yeah. The like, guy that I, wrote on that ticket. Th- if, if you were to give it and be like, okay, anybody alive today, whatever, my grandfather is still with us. It would belong to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you would be like, okay, well we can't give it back to Nelson Blount because he died. So let's give it to the next person. It would have been my grandfather. And therefore like, it's mine. Like that's I'm not mine, but it's one of those weird where I'm like, I just want to be it's able like to like in our family connect with it. I just want to find that relic. It's like, I know it's so crazy and weird, and this is such a random movie to quote, but there's a movie called Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger where the kid, this kid loves old movies, and he goes to this old movie theater because he loves Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and he gets given this ticket by the the guy who's the projectionist here, and it's like a magic ticket that Harry Houdini had given him, and he rips it and gives it to the kid, and it the kid gets pulled into this movie, and so he goes to this Ooh. movie, and I feel like that ticket is my mat that's like the magic ticket where i'm like i just need to see it with my own eyes i have the picture but that's my like that's my goal in life that's my like go to it 
that's your motivation right there is the yeah. picture. You're like, okay, we need, yeah. so we need to start a GoFundMe and a petition yeah. to get <laughs> like you how, over there. Like, who do I have to talk to to get in? I don't need a big, I don't need a tour. I don't need anything. I just want someone to bring me in the room and go, here's that small piece of paper, no bigger than a credit card that you wanted to see. And I'll go, thank you. And then I'll leave. That's all. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want it. I don't like want it. I like it's cool. I just need to know that it exists. And I want to be like, that's from my grandfather's boss. Like, you know, that is wild. That is really cool. That that could have been your whole magical moment. Well, you need to go see it. And then that'll be like, that's my that's my magic moment I want to have. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Well, manifesting, speaking into existence, maybe the right person, like that cast member that heard you on the Diz and sent you the picture, maybe the right person will hear the, this or the, something on the Diz and hook you up for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 oh maybe. <laughs> you know. That's wild. Manifesting, speak it into existence. You got it. <laughs> so much for answering all of those questions and you're just so energetic and always so animated so this was really good like picking your brain and stuff and just having like a one-on-one conversation with you because usually it's always been with others or uh, we have other topics to discuss so it was very nice but I will let you take it away and share your most magical moment yeah so my magical moment I feel like was one that I was trying to Uh, So I was a cast member for about eight years at Walt Disney World. I used to work at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The year I started, it was actually still um, Disney MGM Studios. Um, um, Yeah, yeah. And so um, I I believe it was renamed within the first three months of me working there. So I still have the piece of paper (laughs) they gave us that's like it had the it was like a lithograph that had the name change on it. That was cool. So it's like downstairs somewhere. But. Um, at my time I worked at lights motors action, which was, uh, a car stunt show that had been, um, uh, kind of brought over from Disneyland Paris. And then also I worked at, uh, the backlot tour, which was, um, you know, uh, kind of like, a. I worked in the first uh, part, which was a special effects water tank where we were like filming a movie. I'm, I'm film quote filming a movie, you know what I mean? And being like, this is how they film a movie. It's not really how they film a movie, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it was that it was supposed to be all themed. Like we were filming like a scene out of Pearl Harbor, which also in retrospect felt a little disrespectful, but I don't, you know, whatever. It was a different time. Um, not <laughs> whatever, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, good, good writings. But when I worked at Lightsmore's action or when I started with Disney specifically with the, the thing I'm referring to happened at Lightsmore's action. So when I first started at the very beginning, um, we did a thing for a while where, um, cast members were given these, um, these pins. So it was, a, it was two pins. They were Tinkerbell. Um, and, um, I forget what they said on them, but they were, you know, like regular size pins. They were on a, a piece of cardboard that was perforated down the middle. So it was like if you got one and you kept it and you gave the other one away. So it was about like spreading magic to other people. And so like, that was the whole idea behind it. Um, This is back when, you know, Disney used to do a lot more of that sort of stuff. Um, Not, not to like knock on it now, you know, I, I don't think it's feasible and, you know, society changes, ebbs and flows, all that sort of stuff. But, um, I used to, I'd take them like, cause there was like a bag of them. Cause I, you know, I wanted to make sure that like, I don't know, I didn't want to make sure like sellers and stuff like that. got them. So I'd keep them in my locker. Cause I was like, I'm going to leave them in my locker and I'd make sure that I would always have at least one on my shift to, to give away, you know, and stuff. And then finally they dwindled down and they were gone and there was like none left, but I had found like one. 
And I was like, okay, I've got this one that I'm, I'm keeping, you know, and, and um, somebody might even gave it to me, but there was a girl that came through and I was talking to like her family and the, the girl was being pushed in a wheelchair. Um, and How old um, was she? Do you um, think? she was probably, she was definitely under like 10. She was oh. probably like eight or nine. I feel like, um, mm-hmm. and, school age. um, oh yeah, for sure. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were just so nice. I don't even remember how we got to talk. And I remember where I was. Cause I was at this merge point, which is, um, the way we loaded our theater is like, you'd come down the side, um, this road down. And then like, once you like see the stadium, you'd go either go through a tunnel to go to the other side, or you'd go up the stairs right there, or you'd go down through the middle sort of a thing. So the merge person was like in charge of like directing, the flow of the traffic it was it's all, it's all a super complicated thing and this but it is was a on... huge sorry to interrupt oh yeah him. no no it holds five thousand people just... the stadium was massive yeah and it wasn't like a little stunt show it was huge with like yeah. sets and this like you're literally like i remember as a kid because you know it's been gone for so long that i was like oh my gosh they actually probably film movies here they have to like right, this is yeah. so cool why wouldn't you use this huge theater like <laughs> people used to stop me after the show and be like when's that movie coming out and he'd be like are you for real like, like but no they'd be like can I buy the soundtrack stuff like that and i'd be like oh it's funny too because not many people know but the video that plays at the end where it was like the assembled footage of the show it mm-hmm. all was from paris because there was a building in the background if you were paying attention that didn't exist here so it was like oh. it was all the exact same set so the set was a replica except for at disneyland paris they had a glass building like this one really tall building that was maybe uh-huh. like offices or something there, yeah, but it was yeah. in a shot. You could keep seeing it like out of a shot and you'd be like, that building's not there. That building's not there. So it was like, <laughs> like this, this one part false. where you'd be like, it would be right there. And I was like, eh. and so, um, but yeah. So asking, um, it's fast and furious 37. It'll be out in. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, so like the merge person kind of handles like where the wheelchairs are going too, because that, there's only a certain number. There's only like 52 wheelchairs. Um, and then you'd have to ask people if they could transfer stuff like that. Um, so like we had the wheelchairs that went up on a mezzanine level. So you'd have to go up an elevator or you'd go up a ramp on either side of the stadium. So that's how I ended up talking to this family. And then um, they came down afterwards and, oh, did you like the show? You know, and they're like, yes, we, you know, we like the show, blah, blah, blah. They were talking and they were saying like the daughter's a pin collect. And I was just thinking like, okay, oh my God, like pin collector and they were just so so nice and i was like and i was like okay so i got somebody to like come down and i was like can you guys just like wait here for like two seconds and i like ran as fast as i could into my locker i had to like open my locker i couldn't find the pin i was like ripped everything out of my locker and like just when i get was like about to give up i found it like i ran back and i'm like this family's not gonna be here anymore and they were still there and like gave the little wait, girl wait, wait, like, out of breath Wait, how far? Because again, like we mentioned, this is a huge stadium, it's yeah, a huge theater. Like your backstage is probably nowhere close to you. The back, the the locker, or... like our break room area was the back of the stadium, like all the way in the back oh, of the okay. stadium. It was built into the back side. Oh, okay. so, it, so wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't crazy like crazy far. Yeah, like if I had been out front, it would have been far. Like from where I parked to where I clocked in was about a mile. So <laughs> it, um, but like where I was walking from, like where they were, it was probably like. A quarter of a mile, maybe like it wasn't. Okay, it okay. was close. It was it was just like, but it you was like rushing. enough away. Yeah. Well, also, I'm like, it's a safety critical position where it's like I shouldn't be gone. But I had somebody covering the position, so I was doing it safely. Um, But I like get back to this girl I'm, like out of breath. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, here's this pen. You know, I here I want you to have this, you know, because you're you guys are so nice to me. And I was like, and this is the last one I have. I was like, and they don't make them anymore. I was like, they don't exist. They haven't made these for like six months. 
or something, you know, at this point. And I was like, so you're not going to see them anymore. So do not give, I was like, keep one of these and, you know, give the other one away or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And the girl was like, I started crying and I was like, oh, no, no, I'm like, no, I was like, it's okay. I was like, it's just a pin, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, and the mom was like, no, it's so great. You know, you know, she didn't even say anything about it, but she's a, she was, she's an avid like pin collector. She's like, our house just burned down and we lost everything. We like lost all the pins and she had a whole set of pins and she like lost the pins and all this stuff. And I was like, okay. And I was like, and they're like, so you don't understand this, this one pin, like this, this made everything like this was the world, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to cry while this lady's talking to me. And I was like, yep. Mm -hmm." But it was um, just one of those things where you thought you were just doing something like I actively was like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be a nice thing. And not knowing that you can like change somebody's world with just a simple, you know, they're already at Disney. They're already like, and then just a stupid pin. One pin was this like thing that was like this thing where they're like, oh, you know, I, when I was a kid, um, I was in eighth grade and my, dog um at that time she was uh she had gotten pregnant and had puppies um and um unrelated to this there was a random storm i remember being in my grandparents car going to the library and like it just started hailing out of nowhere and it wasn't that time of year for that to happen and like i remember this massive lightning bolt going like i remember seeing it and it like feeling the ground shake around me and stuff and i was like i don't know what that hit but something bad happened from that and it turned out it had ripped this house in half like it had ripped these these people's house it went right through the middle of the house like through their construction like through the walls and everything like i'm talking it literally chopped this house in two and this family's dog was inside of its kennel and it died and um and like they Mm -hmm. lost all their family photos and everything like that and I read about it in the newspaper and I didn't know the girl. I mean, I, I knew the I read the girl was in like a grade underneath of me. So she would have been like seventh grade. And I'm like, mom, this family, they lost everything. I was like, should we give them a puppy? And she's like, we already we already all the puppies are already spoken for except for one. And she was like, the only one we have left is your Christmas present to keep because you took care of the puppies and like the thing. And I was like, OK, I was like. I think we should give it to this girl though, because I still have Shelby and I was like, and they have nothing. And so like they gave it and they called it joy Clavin. So I was like, you don't have to name the dog after me, but like um, my (laughs) dog passed away a couple years later, but their dog lived to be like 15 years old. And so like, it was so, you know, the girl was a great girl. Her name was Sarah. And like, and the family was so nice. And my mom actually lives kind of near where their house was now or their newer house was. And I just like, they will never, it was just one of those moments where you're like, it was the right thing to do. So I kind of think about that pin as like, it can be something big, like a dog. It can be something small, like a pin, but it's just those little things where you're like, you could make somebody's not just day, but their life so much better by just doing these little motions that you don't know, like what you do. And it's just like, I just, you know, if we all paid it forward a little bit, like, I think that would be like, we'd live in a much friendlier place, I think. And I, so I don't know. I, that's what I would take away from that. My sort of uh, magical moment was just like, you know, like, I think like pick maybe a stranger or somebody, you know, and just like, I like to do a thing like my friend, uh, my best friend has cancer and, um, you know, it's a battle she's been having for like a while. And, um, 
So like, I just started this thing where I'm like, okay, anytime she says anything cool, I'm like, gift, boom, sale, mailed it. Like, you know, I love, I love to send her surprise oh. stuff, but it's always a challenge to be like, are you home? Cause it'll be like, I think there's cookies out front, you know, like I delivered <laughs> ice cream. Like oh. I, you better get out there before the raccoons get it. Like stuff like that. Like, you know, and like, that's somebody I know and it's a little more expected and stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things like. I don't know. I, th I, I think that's part of it where it's like, I, I know, I think that's maybe what bugged me a couple of years ago when they were like, well, cast members are blah, blah, blah. And I was like, they don't get the credit they deserve. And I'm not saying that I did anything more that anybody else wouldn't do, but it's one of those where I was like, but you get to do it when you're empowered to do it. And I think that's the problem is that people aren't empowered to do that. So I was like, so sometimes you just, you know, critical thinking, like do it yourself. It might it might feel like something you're stepping out and coloring out of the coloring book a little bit, but it can change somebody's. I don't know. I just think it would be no. if we could do random acts of kindness like that a little bit more. And like, I don't know. Wouldn't you want something like that to have randomly happen to you someday? You know? Yes, especially like oh, like the it, the impact you made on this little girl. Like you didn't know their backstory. You just yeah. saw how kind they were. And yeah. I just was like, you're the coolest girl I've met. Like you're the coolest person I've met today and in like you forever go. you know like working here and i was like i need you guys to have this thing because i i want you to know like you are so nice and so cool and in a place where people like spit at you swear at you yell at you and i was like and you guys were so nice to me and i was just like and and that's that you know and it's just like a weird and i'm like kind of never you know i don't remember the specifics i don't remember like faces I, I like i generally like you know memory fades and washes away but i like i remember the interactions and i remember the moments and it's like you know, it was a nice moment we all shared. That's why I was like, we have that together, you know. That's so sweet. And um, this might be a long shot, but did you keep in touch with that family after they left or like on Facebook? No, it wasn't anything? like social media, I feel like wasn't quite at its like I, I mm -hmm. Facebook was a thing. And I, I had Facebook for sure then. And MySpace, I think, might have even still because this would have been like. I don't know when MySpace finally died. and I mean, it's still around, but you know what I mean? In terms of it being like a quintessential social media, I feel like it was like 2010 or the, so this was like 2008, 2000, okay. you know? And so it would, it would have been a thing where I don't think we were, we would have been like quite there or whatever and stuff. So it's gotcha. like, uh, you know what I mean? It wasn't, we, we didn't have it the way it is it now where they'd easily. be able to find me. Yeah. Afterwards. Like there was no way to find somebody again, like that sort of a thing. Right. It's wild to think nowadays, if you just kind of know somebody's name and where they're from, like based on the name tab, you could kind of find them on Instagram. Probably. Yeah. It's you know? not too terribly hard. No. I, I had something um, I probably have shared on other episode, but I worked at world of Disney and um, you know, sometimes you're given, like we have too many people doing too many tasks um go for 20 minutes and go make oh, magical yeah. moments and uh, you've gotten something like that too yeah 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 it's and um i forget what we i forget what we tasking or whatever it was called you know yeah. it gives you a task and you go do the task yeah yeah and you're like oh okay cool and so i remember very specifically because i did disney college program right in 2013 right before frozen came out and there was this little girl that um had kind of reddish brown hair looked just like anna she was looking for a princess costume and so i like helped her with that and i had more time to kill and i was just enjoying my time with this little girl her name's savannah and um I was showing her all of the cool facts about World of Disney when they had um, 
the the flying machines up in the the ceiling portion and oh, all yeah. of the murals that used to be there like that was back in my day mm-hmm. and the Bibbidi Bobby boutique was in there so I was pointing out all like the hidden Mickeys and all the stories and Mickey went here and I spent like probably more time than I should have um going outside like you said the comfort zone yeah. and whatnot and I was just having such a good time and her mom like found me on Facebook and we like kept in touch till these years. I'm pretty sure she's graduating college now. I think she was oh, wow. 12 back then. And Jeez, it's, yeah. it's wild. I think, but I remember very shortly after they invited me on a Disney cruise and I'm like, I'm back in my hometown and I can't do that as easily, but I, the thought is so sweet, but Facebook was how she found me. And so yeah. I, I definitely relate to that. But um, yeah, you touch on so many good points and like the whole dog story too. Oh, yeah. you're going to hit I, me in the feels with that one. <laughs> I don't even know what possessed me. I don't know what it was. It was just one of those things where you're like, this was meant to happen. Like, yeah, yeah I wish their dog hadn't passed away. That's such, I just remember being like, looking at my dog and being like, it would have killed, like, I was still, I get emotional because I, my dog, my, this dog, like, was my, like, mm-hmm. the, not the puppy, the, my actual dog, Shelby, she mm-hmm. was my girl, like, and. And it is like, uh, and she died. Unfortunately, she had a rare kidney disease um, that we found out about later. And I, you know, we kept her, she, they gave her three to six months. She lived three months, but we did like sailing bags with her every day. And I like was with her every day. And it was like, and it's sad. And it's like, you know, but it, 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 it's, um, so I get emotional about that, but I just, I couldn't imagine. I remember looking at her and being like, I can't imagine. Not only have you lost every, your entire history of your life, but you also lost like, this pure little angel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was where I was just, I remember just being so young and it just being so clear, like, mom, this is what we have to do. Like, this is the right thing to do. You know what I mean? And like, there was no I don't know. second guessing it. There was right. Just- yeah. It wasn't like, I was like, I know, you know, and I, she told me and I was like, I know, like, I, I, I remember just like knowing sort of, and being like, I know, but that, you know, they need it. And I don't, need it like I, I don't know i just it's just you know kind just, child yeah I, yeah and so i don't sweet. know that i so you're... you know i'm not praising myself as a i was definitely trouble and stuff like that but no. you know what i mean i just think about that moment and being like i just hope more i hope i have the opportunity to do that more for people in terms of that sort of generosity of spirit and you know and i know people are very generous with me oftentimes and it's very touching it's emotional i i feel like um a lint roller of like i suck in emotions and things and everything everywhere i go it always like sticks and stays with me and you know sometimes for the better sometimes for the worse but it's just one of those things where you know i i just want i just you know i just feel like uh especially nowadays it feels sometimes it can feel so bleak these days you know so dark and so scary and like i think um you know just like kind of reaching out like just that little bit of that little bit of thing i'm like i want to i want to be that i want to be that eighth grader again as much as i can be i want to be that little version of me as much as i can you know as as far away as we get from it but i'm like i'm gonna be that guy again i'm gonna be him again you know nick wild after the, yeah, the end after of after we see the traumatic <laughs> um the boy scouts thing yeah yes yes <laughs> yeah oh, that is so sweet well is there anything else you want to say to anybody or about that story um oh no no that, i mean no I, I anybody who listened you know thank you for listening uh, you know again thank you 
for having me and you know i just you know spread the spread the pay it forward be kind you know absolutely stay happy stay healthy and where can people find you um i feel like i'm predominantly on instagram uh i do have twitter but that seems like a very hard thing to navigate these days so <laughs> i i would i i have either that on any social media i am rhino 1185 so it's r y n o 1185 mm-hmm. um that's pretty much the guide to all my social media i do have my own youtube channel and for some reason it won't let me make that my like youtube channel name so my youtube channel name is is like ryan clavin um but Ooh. i tag everything with rhino 1185 so like you should still be able to find it but i do random Perfect. videos on there and make drinks and stuff like that and um you know yeah i also actually morgan i started a website called the ampliverse that is like um with my friend rj and it's it's like uh it's supposed to be this like it's a website but it's a youtube channel it's all these things and it's just Ooh. this thing that's aimed to kind of be i in my mind it's like a digital community center where like if you have an idea but you're not sure how to get it get it there you know we kind of help a little bit with that and it's not like Ooh. it's not for money it's not for profit it's not anything it's just meant to help people who maybe come from like marginalized or um you know communities or something like that like it just kind of helps amplify voices of um maybe sometimes like overlooked stories or creators or things like that it's really a place for everybody it's just about kind of removing toxicity from fandoms to be like yeah no we don't no gatekeeping no nothing this is just a place for people to celebrate their pop culture fandom so there's that that's called the ampliverse um doc, it's on the ampliverse.com so yeah it, that's another place Perfect. you could check out there's plenty of stuff on there oh my gosh well, well i'll link all of that in the show notes and i need to check out the ampliverse that sounds so wonderful i it was all started i always say it was kelly marie tran that inspired me because it was just the negativity that went after her for no no reason that she didn't right. deserve and i was like and you know the whole thing is like no one hates star wars more than star wars fans and i was like and that's not fair so it's like <laughs> i want a place where people can be like I liked it. You can say you didn't like stuff. Like, it's not all about being like, we only like stuff here. It's just right. about removing that element of being like very hate speech or any of that sort of stuff. Like, we yeah. don't need that. Come on now. We no, don't need that. No, no. Yeah. And, that, and I, I have a, like that similar goal with just some magic, you know, just bringing people's stories to life, whether it be people that have awesome exposure like you do with the Diz or people that are just normal fans. You know, um, I have a really, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after the episode, but a really emotional <laughs> story that I found her through Reddit and I was like, do you want to be a guest? And she told me the whole story and I was crying at the end of it. Ooh. I'm like, people need to hear this this is incredible and i just love being just like kind of like how you're doing like a vehicle to just help share these stories instead of just you know going to your immediate friends on facebook who don't appreciate or understand why you're going to disney all the time or theme parks all the time so yeah that we should we should collaborate something we should it's nice too because i feel like you you always try to lean into the positivity of things even you know but we still can have a conversation about the things that aren't as good but it's like but ultimately like we like what we like and it's it should be like i i know that doom and gloom sells but i think people actually really want hope and um something to look forward to you know what i mean like so that i think that's like you know that can't be uh, undervalued so it's very it's very good that you kind of do that because i feel like there's a lot of creators that kind of lean into the oh well tell me the worst thing tell me the whatever but it's Yay. kind of about like how do we turn around and you know you do the flip side i feel like it's a little more sunny 
sunny over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, on the news, fight broke out in Disneyland Toontown. And, it, you know, you're not going to hear. Yeah. You're like, <sighs> sweet moment happened at right. um, Lights, yeah. Motors, Action. You know, it's, right. it's yeah. not going to be. Not, like you said, not as glamorized or not as yeah, exactly. So that's what you and me are doing. Look at us go. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. feel like with that Paul Rudd uh, gif or whatever for when he was eating the hot ones, and he's just like, "Who would have thought?" And he goes, "Not me, not me." Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> I know we started at the Diz, and you're still there. And look at us doing our own little thing. And <laughs> I, I will say, I would love to have you back on, but yeah. for a just some tragic episode where we can talk about the nitty gritty and kind of. Oh, I can tell you my horror stories too. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's how you work through trauma. You have to get it out. Right. And that's the, that's the whole thing. Therapy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. And we can drink, we can cuss. We can do one of your recipes that you do um, on your YouTube channel. So Mm -hmm. maybe we could do that. Seriously appreciate having you on. You're such a light. You're so fun. Such a presence of the genie for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it.